ladies. Tonight's Girls Night, we are kicking off the conversation on facing higher expectations. The expectations our generation faces as women and as mothers is vastly different than those faced by previous generations. We're going to start this series off by talking about mental health, ours and our children's, and the ironically added mental load that comes with it. If you are wanting our girls' night to last a little longer, join us after the episode Behind the Paywall, where we keep the conversation going. Over there, we'll be continuing with this topic and talking more into how it involves parenting styles and the pressure that comes with those as well. The link is in the description for that. It's going to be a great girls' night. Am I great sometimes? Most of the time, maybe not. That Well, that's kind of fucked up too, though, isn't it? It's all fucked up. Don't make me get off this couch because I'm not gonna. Right? <laughs> what a combo. I'm a little controlling, a little anxious. Chef's kiss. Girl. Girl. This is Girl Same with your host, Brittany. Girl, 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 same. Hi guys, welcome back to Girl Same, our girls night podcast. I'm Brittany, your host, and I am here with Marissa. We were going to have our friend Renisha with us tonight, but her entire house is sick. Kids, husband, the whole thing. Uh, Renisha was on an earlier episode where we talked about how once you start a family, the amount of stuff that you acquire is just ridiculous. It was a really great episode. And Renisha is just so fun. We love having her on. So we are going to try, since she wasn't able to be with us tonight, we're going to try and get her on for a mini. I feel like she has to be here at some, yeah, because I missed the one where she was here last time. That's right. Kuna and I were talking about that. I had forgotten that you weren't here. You were on Zoom. Didn't you zoom in for that one? I called in. I don't think my video was there, but yeah, I called in um, and did that episode. Yeah. I want to be here, though. I like Renee. It was a good I like time. her energy. I know. I'm excited. And plus, I think with a mini, it's just going to be fun. Oh, my God. It's going to be yeah, yes. a lot of fun. Um, she's also a hot mess volunteer. And every time she's at the missions, it's so much fun. Yes. So we have a hot mess mission tomorrow, which yes. I'm excited. I'm leading that one. Marissa's not going to be there. I will um, be there. No. In spirit. In spirit, I will. Yeah, spirit doesn't help clean, though. So I did make t-shirts. You did. I did. Oh, good. I'm glad you remember because I forgot. I figured you did since you didn't ask me about them. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been getting a lot of messages lately asking how to get involved with Hot Mess. Mm -hmm. um, so Hot Mess Express is the nonprofit that we run. We help women in the community. Uh, we're nationwide, but we help women in the different communities who are struggling with cleaning and organizing. They're just, they're struggling with the state of their home. And we come in and we do that. We do the cleaning, we organize, and we just try and offer a fresh start. Yes. And that's Hot Mess Express. And so I just wanted to let you guys know, if you are interested in learning more about our nonprofit, if you would like to sign up to volunteer or nominate a friend in need, you can go to our website, hotmessexpress.co.co. Yes. .co. Uh, and, and everything is there. And we would love to have you be involved with it because we just love it so much. We do love it so much. It we is do. really one of the best things I've ever been a part of. I know. And I, I genuinely mean that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yes. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So tonight we're talking about facing higher expectations. Mm -hmm. As women, as mothers with each generation, it seems like expectations of what a successful woman is, you know, in quotes, or a good mother looks like, it seems like those expectations just go up. Yeah. So when we talk about this topic, I want it to be clear that we are not comparing whether these sort of vague topics didn't happen then but do now for example we're not we're going to be talking a lot about like overall health and I don't mean that people didn't care about health then and right. do now that's not really the conversation we're having but instead we are going to talk about how the branches that kind of come off of each of those has increased and they I mean they multiply with each new generation yeah uh, and then each new generation has greater and greater expectations so we are going to have a few episodes covering this from the high expectations we face with our health and mental health, our children's health, uh, school activities, traveling, gifting experiences, all of those kind of things come with certain expectations from us, from women and mothers. 
So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So first thing, I, I think we're going to start with mental and emotional health. Okay. So there's two sides to this, right? So there's mm-hmm. our own personal mental health as women, and then there's our own mental health um, as mothers and caring for that of our children's as well. Yeah. You cannot tell me that like what we know now, what society expects, what doctors tell you in the internet and the people on the internet, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what they tell you compared to what like our parents or their parents knew is even remotely close to the same. Um, We hear about this a lot. Like everyone knows we know more now, but what I don't hear talked about a lot is like whose job it is to store all that new information, to manage it, follow it juggle it right yeah. it all affects us and it all falls on typically the majority is on women and then mothers so let's start with mental health yes the first time i ever heard of a reference at all to mental health i was like well into adulthood right yeah isn't that wild it is you know um i, I think it's like i was telling you yesterday i growing up i only knew one person who was in therapy and that's because her her parent had died Right. And so, I mean, it made sense. Yeah. But I mean, just a normal person going to therapy? Absolutely not. I never, no. never heard of it. It it would have been wild to think about. Right. And then when you, when you did hear or like have any idea of stuff like that happening, it was always a very different response. Yeah. Like that, then it was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, it, yeah, it, it's, it. I guess that's kind of a positive thing because it used to be terrible. If you were in therapy, you had some shit going on. Mm -hmm. It was not good. Now, if you're in therapy, it's like, good for you. Good for you. It feels good to talk, doesn't it? (laughs) It's so true. It's such an opposite because I agree. I mean, before, if you were one, you didn't like share that. That wasn't, that was very like hush hush. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it did come up, it was said with like, kind of like, you know, keep it to yourself. And it's a very personal thing. And now it's very much said like with pride. Yeah. Hey, I'm taking care of my mental health. (laughs) Congratulations. That's so good for you. (laughs) Before we just waited until, because we did not take care of our mental health. Yeah. So before we just waited until it collapsed to go to therapy. (laughs) Right. I am, but I am such... (laughs) I I love therapy so much that I will offer it to everybody. Yeah. You know? I mean, someone's like, I've had a bad day. I'm like, do you need to talk to someone about it? Maybe you should. It feels great. <laughs> I can tell you this is the key right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too, because when I was a kid mm-hmm. in school, I only knew one kid who went to therapy mm-hmm. and it was like known and it was yeah. like a thing. Yeah. Now the way that we encourage it and talking to not just like guidance counselors and stuff, but actually like seeking Ac- yeah, therapy, therapy for your children yeah. is also, and I think that's a great thing too. There's some positive there. I think it is too. And, um, you know, it's, I've, I've talked about it multiple times that my son goes to therapy and he is very open about it with his friends. And it's almost like he, I mean, whatever was making it so taboo is completely gone now I think because as a 15 year old boy to walk into a high school and tell his friends yeah sorry I'm late I had therapy this morning and it to just be something super normal I mean that that's insane to that's me. crazy but I In love the best it way. I was yeah just <laughs> these are positive it is just I think for us as millennials mm-hmm. wow yeah. <laughs> you know yeah because like i said I, I knew one kid um and he also had uh adhd mm-hmm. and that also was a thing that was like oh wow yeah like oh wow you know yeah and now that stuff is talked about so much yeah i mean i knew right away from you talking to me about you have adhd it's just something that comes up in conversation yeah um, so I actually did therapy for a little bit when I was younger and kind of talking about how, you know, it was like, oh, when something was really bad. Well, I was going through my parents were going through a divorce, yeah. custody stuff, all that kind of thing. It, you know, it was a lot going on. And, yeah. and that was one of the very like rare times that that was ever talked about or anything really in our house yeah. growing up. Yeah. But it did help. It helped. <laughs> Because it does help. Because it does help. I mean, (laughs) that's why it's there, you know, and I don't think that it should just be used for the severe cases. Right. Right. I mean, I think growing up, you know, my mom probably faced things like that because she went through a divorce and she was a single mom and we struggled for a little while. And so I wonder if maybe she would have went to therapy if things, you know, would have been a little different for her. I mean, not that. We'll just leave it there. Okay. I mean, I know. I know a few people who could benefit, you know. (laughs) 
No, I think though, like I was saying that, you know, if you, we all waited when we were younger or the generations before they all waited until it was like, you really need to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. But now it's kind of like, you kind of need to, let's do it now. Let's address it now. Right. So that you don't get to the point. Right, because you, you don't want to go in that hole and have to dig yourself out. It's easier exactly. yeah, to start. Plus, if you need therapy, like you're at the point where you need it and you've already dug yourself into a hole, getting out of that hole when you need therapy, <laughs> this is not great. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not at really all. not. <laughs> Another part of it is is medication. Mm-hmm. Another big taboo thing. I mean, yeah. you didn't talk about it. So when I was talking about one of the kids in my class growing up, he had ADHD and the way people talked about it, it just kind of makes me laugh now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, my son has ADHD. Yeah. Uh, I, my best friend <laughs> has ADHD. <laughs> uh, it just seems like such a common thing yeah. nowadays that the way that the school and the kids were all like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so silly. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's because it just wasn't talked about. So exactly. when it was, it was something new and weird. and Exactly. And so now that we have, we have this. So, okay. So I was saying my son has ADHD. He's also on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just really crazy to think how in the past that, that kind of stuff wasn't, I don't know if it wasn't necessarily, necessarily believed, but it definitely wasn't acknowledged or really understood. Yeah. You know, I think it was more kind of like a behavior problem was like swept under the rug. So when. Well, and that's, that's the thing. That's what it was. Cause I personally know people a generation above us who have said you know you don't have adhd you just need a good ass whooping yeah i'm like "Mm." exactly (laughs) so actually we know different now i understand we knew that then but Mm -hmm. turns out that was wrong that's just yeah turns out that was not the way to do it (laughs) please don't beat your child for being normal you can't you can't beat the adhd out of a child as it turns out well, now we know different. Yes. We know <laughs> that that doesn't do anything. It no. turns out uh, actually a little more harm than good. Yes. So, <laughs> so it makes them need that therapy a little more. After right. That doesn't it. <laughs> the irony is that exactly creates the need for more therapy. You're right. Yes. So that actually now if you think about all the, the older people. Is that why we're so fucked up? Yeah. No, it's, it's all making sense now. <laughs> that light bulb just came on (laughs) just need a second to process that yeah Mm, okay all right (laughs) but the thing is is now now that we know this there are so many benefits to it of course right Mm -hmm. but with knowing all of this there's more to manage there's more to plan there's more Mm -hmm. to organize there's more to all that kind of stuff right and again that falls on the woman it falls on the mom yeah to to do all that kind of stuff so when you compare that how it was before to today where we have things like you know signs that we're supposed to be looking out for again we're talking adhd talking on the spectrum my son has you know i'm familiar with that but obviously there are so many so many different speech delays and you know i mean you got you have all these things that you need to be constantly looking about because we now know they exist yeah they didn't know they existed before so they could just live in like oblivious you know this like (laughs) fantasy world yeah but now we know (laughs) It is. And you know what? I wonder. So so back then, I mean, how bad did it have to get before before you decided to take action? And yeah. And now we just talked about what that action, (laughs) what that action was. Yeah. But I do. And and that's how you hear all these like stories of these people ending up in like mental facilities and stuff Mm because everything just went undiagnosed. Yeah. But now we have to we have to look for all these signs and then we have things like therapy, which is great. It's super helpful. But on the other hand, if you are a parent, who's who's managing all that? Right. It's you, you know, so which kind with who, which insurance, you know, on top of finding like just someone you like, someone that fits with your family. Yeah, that's it's a lot. It took a long time for us to get Finn registered and signed up and find the right fit. It took almost a year of just researching it was a pain it is a pain and that's how it is with Skylar with his therapist I mean I think that we all love him um because he's perfect and he's almost exactly like Skylar Mm -hmm. but then we're also thinking is that a good thing or should we (laughs) keep looking and so it's kind of balancing yeah it's it's definitely difficult it is so it's like it's positive that we have it but it always comes with more work yes it's unfortunately unfortunately um and then for a lot of people you know like i said that stuff doesn't come easy finding the right 
things that take your insurance and the right therapy. There's like wait lists mm-hmm. on a ton of things, yeah. depending on what state you live in. De- matters if you, you know, find something easy or if it takes a couple years. Mm-hmm. Some of the therapy that I was looking for, Finn, had like a backlog of like almost three years. That's insane. Will he need therapy in three years? We don't know. And then you finally get him to therapy and now you have to fit it into your schedule. Mm-hmm. You remember what I went through with ABA therapy with Finn yeah. and the back and forth and making it work with school and our other kids in school yeah. and jobs. And again, that was on me to figure all of that out, all the moving parts. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You also have to stay on top of the therapist. It's not like you get them in, you get it organized and you're good. No, especially not. I'm not sure how Finn's therapy is, but with Skylar's, I'm not allowed in the room unless Skylar invites me in the room. Yeah. And so I have no idea what's, go- I do know what's going on in there. And it's <laughs> not great. <laughs> so I have to ask the therapist, Hey, can I come in and talk for a little bit today? Yeah. And he'll be like, Oh, well, it's Skylar's Skylar session. We'll, we'll figure that out. And I'm like, no, for real. Let me come in and talk to you. I think right. it might change some stuff. <laughs> you mean like I understand and I want to be respectful. But also in our house, the way it works is I tell him what he can do and not do. Right. So if we could just practice that. You don't know, Skylar. <laughs> don't give him power. <laughs> the kid does not need power. I know. And <laughs> Skylar's like, you can maybe come in for the last half. He loves the control. Oh, he, he loves, loves it. it. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Now, with Finn's, because he's so young, they have to let us. Yeah, yeah. They have to let us come in. But honestly, that backfired more than anything because us being present just set him into his his thing. And yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't really. I don't feel any therapy happened when we were there. So. I, don't, I don't really know that we have solved any problems yet either. Mm-hmm. But we're working. We're we, working. We're working. How long has he been? Being. Being. <laughs> he's being How? there. <laughs> How how long has he been there? <laughs> He's had five or six sessions now. It's very, very recent. I got him in there oh, right okay. before high school started. I thought he hadn't un- been longer. But as you know, like you get it, you get it started and that's not the end of it, right? Because you have to make sure that you are, you, you just can't trust in situations like this. Like you can't be like, oh, you've got it from here. You have to stay involved. You have to make sure they're doing what they say they're going to do. You have to yeah. make sure that things are happening as they said they would happen. Yeah. You have to make sure you ask the right questions. Right. And be involved, but not too involved, but like involved. It's well, yeah, a balance. That's the thing. And the, the balance is the worst part because we get tips and things that we can do from the therapist. Yeah. But we have to utilize those tips at home, which means that I have to do the homework for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of like like for us, we have to we're, we're using a checklist. That's what we're doing. We have a whiteboard with a checklist on it. And um, but I have to stay on him. And it's kind yeah. of between. uh you know, do I want him to try and do it on his own or do I know he's not? And then <laughs> I have to do it for him. Huh. So there's bad and bad. Ugh. <laughs> what to choose. What to choose. What to choose. What a, what a road. <laughs> what a conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember when Finn was doing all of the therapy, the amount of emails, phone calls, text messages. Mm-hmm. It was such a pain. Forms. Yeah. I have filled out so many forms on my child. Yeah. And they just never end. And they're like, hey, this is the same form, but it's for us now. So you have to redo it. I'm like, can we not copy paste? Can we not? Can we scan? Can I fax it? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Why are you doing this to me? Or the same form. What's that one form that you have to fill out at the beginning, at the very beginning, and you have to have like their teacher fill it yes. out and you've got to fill it out. Mm-hmm. And it's so long. Yeah. And then I get the teacher's version. And of course, I open and look at it before I turn it in. Of course. And my version and his version, way different. That's weird. I'm like, oh, we have two different kids, apparently. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I've had so many forms for Finn that are oh they're so long and I mean hundred questions literally hundred questions and it'll be like you know um on a scale of like zero to five zero being like not agreeable at all five being agreeable Mm -hmm. and then it'll say you know in a social setting when your son is blah 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 does he do this and then you have to say how strongly you agree I hate those they take so long (laughs) and I don't know anybody listening if you've ever had to fill anything out like this if you're an overthinker, 
Lord help you. Exactly. <laughs> oh my um, God. I am a I am an overthinker. Oh and yes. Yes, I, I'm aware. <laughs> What do you mean? It shows? That's weird. Uh Kuhn, he was about to murder me by the mm-hmm. end of this. Cause I'm like, I would be like, I mean, I think it's like a like I would say it's in the middle. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, but I mean, lately, honestly, he's been, he's, I'd say more like a four, but I think in general, in general, he's a three. Yes. He's like, if you don't just circle a number. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not in therapy right now. I haven't had an appointment in a while, but, uh, when I was in therapy, they do the same form for you. Only they do it verbally. So I'm oh, in God. there with the therapist and she's asking me the questions and she's like, you know, from, uh disagree or no super disagree to super agree or whatever yeah. it is and and she'll ask me the question i'm like uh, kind of she's like no but would you say you agree or you're neutral and i'm like I, i'm kind of i kind of agree but it's in it's, it's neutral also. Right. <laughs> right. so it's even worse when you have to say it out loud i'm sure and then i feel like i'm like well you know why i'm here you know why i'm here you knew it was going to be like this exactly. <laughs> Just calm down. Give me the paper. It doesn't say. Doesn't say indecisive. Doesn't like to be put on the spot. Doesn't say that in there in the notes. No. Okay. Can't see how nervous I get when you ask me a question. <laughs> One of the questions is uh, on a scale of zero to five, zero being not at all, and five being most likely. How likely are you to overthink this survey? <laughs> a seven. Seven. For sure. Well, depends on the day, though. Depends yeah. on the day. <laughs> What is wrong with me? So much. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Back on the subject. When you hear all of this stuff listed off, filling out the forms, answering the calls, checking up on the doctor, making sure all of this is stuff, all the stuff is going on as it should be. Mm -hmm. I think that when you hear all those things individually, uh, if you haven't, especially if you haven't had the experience, they, they seem small, right? You fill out a form. People have to do it all the time. You make a call. People do all the time. But all of these tasks Mm -hmm. add up. Yes. And it adds to your mental load. It's this checklist of now I have to, now I have a child in therapy. Yeah. And everything that goes with it. And it's every day you have to go through this list and check things off Mm -hmm. and make sure you're doing the right thing. And when you, when you fail, because inevitably you will miss something, you will forget an appointment, you will forget to respond to something, whatever, then you just beat yourself up about it. And it's just this this endless cycle. Yeah. So as much as therapy has been definitely beneficial, like that's the side that I feel isn't talked about a lot. Is like, okay, who's who's getting them to therapy? You know? Yeah. Who's managing the therapy? Yeah. yeah. And us. it is there is a lot of guilt that comes with it too, because um, I have accidentally missed an appointment, and that really sucks. And then the ironic thing is that you know we put him in there to help him with school, but the only appointments they have are during school, so he's <laughs> missing school. <laughs> Which doesn't do well huh. for him. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Who planned that? I don't know. He needs help in school. Great. We have this afternoon appointment Monday through Friday. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, he really needs help specifically in science. Okay. Science. We'll get him out for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what time is the science class? Exactly. We'll make sure he misses that every day. Yeah. Sounds like you shouldn't be there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so they add up, right, to be more and more on our plates, meet your kids' needs, be involved, stay involved, ask the right questions, and just understand, you know, on top of that, too, like, when I found out that my son had ADHD, when I found out that he was on the spectrum, I mean, I had to then research all that. I don't know anything about that. I mean, yes, I know what that means very, very vaguely. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so many. That's why they changed it. Because, you know, when he first was diagnosed, he was diagnosed as autistic. Mm-hmm. And then it was just happened to be that's when they made the switch, like right after that. So now they say on the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, and there's the range. It's, it's just, huge. It is. It's so almost impossible to not be on the spectrum. Exactly. At this. <laughs> I, I really would, do. If someone were to tell me that I have a little bit of yeah. autism, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes a little sense. You'd be like, I see it. Yeah, yeah I can see it. We'll go with that. That's fine. <laughs> we are aware we We are are aware aware. (laughs) so when i was looking into it the the amount of different places you can be on the spectrum and then even if you are autistic Mm -hmm. there's like what level of autism Mm -hmm. and not i mean every child that i've ever met with autism vastly different yeah vastly different so it took 
it's I mean, I'm still learning, obviously, but it's taken years of just honestly educating and understanding. And that is a lot. It's a lot on your shoulders. Yeah, for sure. Worth it, of course, but a lot. I used ADHD and being on the spectrum as examples, but you know, like I said, it goes, it goes on and on and on down to just like the basic idea of just a healthy mindset yeah, or self-care, self-confidence. I mean, just those standard kind of things that also wasn't talked about. No. I mean, I don't think anything to do with our minds was talked about. Absolutely not. I really don't. <laughs> uh, it's a lot for us as women to navigate through all of this and then add in teaching this to your kids while learning it yourself. Mm-hmm. So something you had talked about is how we have to kind of learn all this and unlearn what we were taught. Yeah. While teaching and raising our kids. <laughs> wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Because you think about it. What today... What what growing up made me have the traumas that I have today? And what mm-hmm. can I do to not pass that on to my children? Exactly. But then how can I also shield them from my other fuck ups right. that have nothing to do with how I grew right. up? It's a lot. <laughs> it's so much. Because any little thing can just really stick with you. Yes. And that's the thing. You know, the things that stick with me the most are the most minuscule things, you yeah. know, and that's the scary part. It really is. It really is. And I mean, I don't think, you know, I like when I look back at my, with my parents, they definitely did not unpack their childhood traumas. Yeah. Before raising me. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So you can see where there may be some concerns. My mom still <laughs> struggles with her childhood traumas to yeah. this day. And so, yeah, and I, then it's, it's true. Yeah. Watching that, it's it's sad because coming through on the other side of like breaking through a trauma, like understanding why you do a certain thing, the way you do it, mm-hmm. man, does that feel good? Yeah. It is one of the best feelings when you're like, holy shit, that's why I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> I mean, I still am, but now I know why. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. That Well, that's kind of fucked up too, though, isn't it? <laughs> It's all fucked up. Because now you just kind of got to live with it. You're like, damn, I had to go through that and it fucked me up this bad. But what can I do about it? I mean, it is what it is now. I'll tell you. I don't see myself getting any less anxious ever. It doesn't matter what type of medications you want to give me, how you want to talk to me. I do workbooks. Mm -hmm. I just am who I am. I am a nervous person. I am accepted. I'm accepted. You are a nervous person. (laughs) And I love it so much. I think back to, and we aren't going to get all all into this, but it's really mm. interesting because like, for instance, with me, I, I think a lot of the reason I was so controlling is the lack of control I had when I was younger with yeah. my parents getting divorced and kind of bouncing back against my will between houses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I had zero control, zero say in any of that. Yeah. And I grew up and I really like control. You know what? I wonder if I'm too controlling with Skylar. I wonder if that's going to turn around and bite me in the ass. Something will. I don't know if it's that, but as I said before, the whole idea of like mental health is not something that I heard well until well after becoming an adult. Mm -hmm. And so I've only had a few years to really even understand what it means and like learn ways to help protect protect myself and protect my mental health Mm -hmm. and then I have kids and I want more than anything to protect their mental health as much as their physical health Mm -hmm. because of course now we know they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. more knowledge love it love it (laughs) just really love knowing things (laughs) so many things (laughs) you know and since if you think about it though it's like mental health is equal to physical health is basically what they say now and essentially our mental load has doubled with this fun discovery. Huh, interesting. Wasn't that fun? It's so much fun. Double. Just like became two. That's great. Because that's what we needed. <laughs> that's what I felt we needed. You know, I think as women, I think as mothers, we were like, I, I wish I had more on my plate. I know. I need more to think about. I need more mm-hmm. to do. My mind honestly. is usually blank. Yeah. All day. Yeah. And I'd love to fill it with some thoughts. So this is great. <laughs> Put some depressing thoughts in there. <laughs> no woman ever. <laughs> right. 
for instance, with the generations in the past, they paid no mind to much mental health, anything like we said, you know, but here we are understanding that our words matter Mm -hmm. and our tone matters Mm -hmm. and we have to have patience Mm -hmm. and we have to be understanding and gentle parenting and on and on and on and on. And we just know so much more about it all than before. And it's just so much more to keep track of. So much more. And so much more to feel guilty over. So much guilt. Because I can sit here and tell you that I lose it with my girls and Mm -hmm. I will I will get loud with them and then I'm instantly like I hope they're still young enough to not remember that (laughs) (laughs) that was a little much (laughs) one of my favorite things that you ever said on this podcast (laughs) you said I don't yell at my girls I take that back I do yell at them I I do yell a lot but I don't mean to because obviously I know at their age it doesn't do anything yeah. for them. You know, Evelyn just laughs most of the time when I yell. She I thinks mean, she it's funny that I'm loud. That seems about right for Evelyn. Yeah. So I, but still, I'm like, but still, you know, I mean, they can yeah. they can tell that my tone is different, so yes. they know something's off. And uh, and yeah, I hope that I have not already messed them up, but we'll we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've had it done something. Run them. Yeah. Not Ellie, though. Ellie's going to be all right. I think so, too. I think Ellie's going to be fine. She's stronger than my traumas. <laughs> stronger than your traumas. Oh. oh sweet Ellie. Oh, sweet Ellie. <laughs> or not so sweet Ellie. I don't know. She's sweet and sassy. Sweet and sassy. Mm-hmm. She is, Um, I feel like, such a good mix of, like, I'm going to stand up for myself. Yeah. And I ain't going to take your shit exactly but i also will help you if you need you need a shirt i'll take it off my back and, and i'll keep perfect, you warm if, if everyone in the world could be like that I know. imagine you know? I know if i just gotta really try not to fuck her up that's yes. why I'm, I'm gonna try so hard please don't Brittany. i think i have like a good one and it's she's gonna be a good adult and like a positive to the world yeah. i'm trying so hard but we still have like nine years <laughs> That's a long time. Long time. And she's fixing to get an attitude. So. It's similar to my attitude. Ugh. I know. It's horrible. Good luck. It's all fun and games still until they start acting like you. Yes. I find myself listening to Skylar and he'll say something. And I'm like, that sounds like something I would say, but that's also incredibly mean and you hurt my feelings. Exactly. <laughs> like that was disgusting, but it sounds familiar. <laughs> I know where you got that from. Yes. <laughs> Okay. With mental health, I also think that like social media, internet, you had talked about this, touched on it a little bit, that there is the weight of social media on us and the weight of social media on our kids. Yeah. But that weight um, on our kids also falls on us. So we have our own problems. We have, we've talked about this in the past on episodes. Yeah. Uh, It's something I feel very passionate about. It's definitely something we deal with every single day, personally, one-on-one us versus social media. Mm -hmm. But then you have kids. Yeah. And on top of now you're dealing with it, you have to try and help them deal with it when at the end of the day, you don't really, you're, you're still affected by it. You can say to do it, to not do it, to handle it, to think of it this way, whatever. But we are, we are still struggling. I still struggle. Yeah. That comparing, it just, it will kill you. <laughs> it's so bad. And and it's especially at that age, because yes. I think when we're a little bit older, it still is prevalent. But at that age, it's all about showing off. Yes. You know, they are huge. Every time Skylar gets something new, he's like, I'm going to go take a picture of this. Like He just got a new mouse the other day. I think everyone that he knows has seen the mouse, you know? <laughs> I haven't seen the mouse, but whatever. Well, he doesn't think you're very cool, so he doesn't know that you appreciate. He's mentioned. (laughs) The only thing I'm I'm gonna take it as I know that he's so mean to you. He is so mean, but he definitely loves you. He's a mama's boy. Oh yeah, for sure. I am taking it as a compliment. You should. I mean, you and I are a lot alike. No, you don't Mm -hmm. think so? I don't see it at all. Not at all. No, not even a little. No, Mm, I would say we are opposites fire and ice baby that's interesting that's interesting <laughs> um i would say more like fire and flame oh <laughs> it's so super similar slightly off <laughs> yes yes you're you're a bit more controlling than me i'm a bit more anxious than you other than that well that's a really great combo <laughs> we're a great time guys Thanks for coming to Girls Night. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you how it needs to be done, and Marissa's gonna freak out the entire time. 
what a combo. <laughs> we're we're a good time. What are you talking about? I wonder why nobody <laughs> wants to hang out with us ever. <laughs> they say we're weird and we just didn't see it until now, I guess. <laughs> it's all coming to us now. <laughs> no, I still don't see it. Sounds like a great time. I always have a great time. I also always have a great time. So seems like that is the ideal combination right there. Maybe that's what everybody needs in their life. A little controlling, a little anxious. Chef's kiss. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. So we have to worry about protecting kids from social yeah. media, right? Um, we're, we're protecting them from something that is in the hands of every person. Yeah. That's in every home and is easily accessible and almost impossible to limit or control 24-7 it is no pressure no pressure no well i know i mean that's the thing and it's not even just social media it's the internet as exactly the internet is almost more scary than social media it is (laughs) because it is endless it's infinite yeah and and skylar um i don't allow him he doesn't have like facebook or instagram or anything like that it just you know again i'm anxious i'm nervous about it right nervous person um he does have snapchat um I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go on there and some of them, they have it saved where I can read their messages and stuff. But some of them, like you just talked 30 minutes ago, but the messages is not here. Right. Where's the message? Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then I saw in his phone, he Googled our zip code. And I'm like, who the fuck are you giving our address to, Skylar? <laughs> that's and my that's first the, question. Right. But they don't, I don't think that they quite understand the dangers behind it. No, they do not. No. No, I, I 100% like, because, you know, we, we can, at home, we can control to a degree, yeah. right? Rules and boundaries. And, you know, I mean, you could lock certain sites and access right. to things and whatever. But at the end of the day, like our kids get exposed absolutely they just do and then the stress of just that just knowing that that information that they're being exposed to potentially because you know i mean your mind can go places when you think of all the things that are potentially on the internet for them to just and it's absorb. not even i don't I, I hate to bust your bubble but it's not even potential you know yeah. skylar's there was a, a big thing at school in middle school where they took a lot of people's phones because they were airdropping porn to students. Yeah, you told me and about I'm like, that. this is middle school. When I was in middle school, I don't quite remember everything I did in middle school, but I know I was looking at porn. I can promise it wasn't porn. I don't even know if I knew what that was at that no. point. But again, the internet wasn't there. So yeah. it's not like we could just hop on and, and type in boobies and see boobies. Exactly. You know, I mean, here, Skylar's got a phone. He's got a smart TV. He's got an Xbox and he's got a computer. Yeah. He can go in his room and do whatever he wants to do. You know, and that's and you, so scary. You have to worry about all of those things. Yeah. All of those things. Mm-hmm. That list, that huge list that you have that didn't even include a thousand other things. Right. That you now have to worry about monitoring, keeping track, staying on top of all of those devices, mm-hmm. all of it. That is so much yeah. on our shoulders. It's yeah. just so much. YouTube is a great example. So mm-hmm. Ellie loves YouTube. Mm-hmm. All her friends watch YouTube and several just like have open access to it. Some in their bedrooms. I mean, it is just unlimited open access to Mm -hmm. youtube if you've ever been on youtube Mm -hmm. regardless (laughs) of whatever you're looking for youtube loves to show you things you weren't looking for yes they will Uh, send you down a rabbit hole they will like (laughs) i've been down quite a few yeah (laughs) and i mean it doesn't end well it's usually like whoa how'd i mm, i took a turn i I was looking for a recipe (laughs) this is is interesting (laughs) uh and then commercials that's another thing like you know they want to watch you can watch like mickey mouse clubhouse and the commercial will be for like horror house three and it's like blood and knives and it's not even that even on hulu i was watching hulu just a normal tv show i think it was like uh survivor amazing race or something like that and a commercial came on and just straight up said are you not getting hard enough and i was like (laughs) i am perfectly hard thank you very much whoa mind your business this is a family show <laughs> yeah. what if my family was watching with me marissa That's i was so watching weird a family show on peacock and the ad came it was a three minute ad mm. for hiv <laughs> oh and gosh. protecting yourself sexually and it was just a bunch of people like making out and i'm like what it was three minutes marissa so long. It was, <laughs> and there was no skip you couldn't skip that's the thing about hulu is there's no skip on there either there yeah. isn't and coon walked in 
uh, this was just like a family show. This was not, this did not match the commercial. Yes. <laughs> Coon walked in halfway through the commercial and he started just kind of watching the screen. And it was such a long fucking commercial that like a minute into it, he goes, what are you watching? And I'm like, <laughs> a commercial. <laughs> That's so weird. Isn't that? uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you even do? Close your eyes. Close your ears. Well, that's the thing, you know, it, it used to be when you would watch regular TV, you knew mm-hmm. that the commercials, well, I don't think I've ever heard a commercial go straight to, are you not hard enough? I was like, that I'm was, embarrassed. Yeah. I'm a grown woman and I he feel blushed. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I do, because it's blushed. unheard of. It's like in an R-rated movie, maybe. Yeah. But on a commercial? <laughs> I just want to put it into perspective. Uh, you remember, you know, the show I Love Lucy? Yeah. Right? Black and white. Yeah. Way, that's my parents' generation loved that stuff. In I Love Lucy, they were a married couple. Mm-hmm. And on TV, they weren't allowed to show that they slept in the same bed. Not that they couldn't even be next to each other. They couldn't insinuate that a married couple slept in the same bed. So in I Love Lucy, they have separate twin beds. Brian put and that, I have separate twin beds. Put that into perspective, <laughs> though, that yeah. they couldn't even allow you to to imagine a married couple sleeps together. Yeah. But now you're watching a show and it instantly is like, have a hard time getting hard. <laughs> Yes, let us help you with that. Well, it used to be (laughs) growing up when I was growing up, they had commercials like that. Not exactly like that, but like for erectile dysfunction, things like that, you know, but they would use the word erectile dysfunction. Not are you hard? Right. Right. And so uh, but those commercials came on after my bedtime. Yeah. You know, I there was no there was no. Oh, you might see this. No, I'm asleep. Yeah. And I like three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on. I know. And like, you know, okay, so you know, at least friends, they all have YouTube and stuff. What where what am I supposed to do? I she knows what she can watch, what she can't. She is a great kid. But at the end of the day, if she goes to her friend's house and they walk in her room and YouTube's on, you think Ellie's gonna be like, I can't watch this. No. No, my mom said no. No. Like it's it's gonna it's just gonna be on. Yeah. And I don't know about it. Like I won't it's not something that necessarily she'd run home and tell me she saw. She might yeah. not even understand what she saw. Yeah. But she just gets to know it. And that's so stressful. It's even more stressful when they come to you with it, though. And then you have to explain <laughs> right. it. Oh, no, no, Because no. I have been there also. <laughs> I won't. I won't live that life. Sorry. Mm. I've decided. <clears throat> um, you just decided. <laughs> Are you just going to walk away? Pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> Block that off. No, thank you. Ooh. I reject that. Years ago, as a parent, you would have like a pretty good idea, too, of like what your child was exposed to. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hung out in the neighborhood. You grew up, you maybe hung out in the town, Mm -hmm. but you didn't have uh, exposure to the world. No. You went to your friend's house. I mean, again, TV. TV was so simple. Mm -hmm. TV was very basic. You couldn't go over and watch dirty shows you couldn't watch inappropriate stuff because that just wasn't on tv exactly you know and now our kids have literally the world and every single thing happening in it in their hands or in the hands of their friends yeah what a big jump as a parent to have to stay on top of and protect and worry about the differences there of like what you're going to be exposed to in your neighborhood Mm -hmm. what you could be potentially exposed to in the world (laughs) Yeah. And it's um, I think I made the point uh, when we were talking yesterday about uh, it making them mature a lot quicker than we used to have to mature. And that's another huge problem, because at Skylar being 15, I want him to do 15 year old things. Not, you know, when I was growing up being being pregnant or being sexually active at that age was again, I'm sure that it was happening. I, I, you know, I was um I, I sheltered myself. I wasn't sheltered at home, but I sheltered myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was again, very nervous all the time. Very nervous. <laughs> um, but you know, Skylar's not that way. And, uh, and I don't, you know, obviously I don't think that it's a problem for him right now, but it's definitely a problem. I mean, in his middle school, I knew girls that were pregnant going to his middle school and that and girls. I, yeah. Plural. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. It's insane. You had also mentioned kids not leaving home not growing up not socializing and getting out and like having real world experiences Mm -hmm. more you didn't mention this but my thought on that is kind of living vicariously through their screens 
and that's not exactly what they're doing experiencing yeah. it you need to experience it because you need to fail you need to fall you need to learn and how to uh recoup yeah. and get back up and if you're not allowing yourself out of the house you're not going out and getting an apartment going off and and pushing yourself outside of the comfort of like mom and dad yeah you don't know how to get back from that kind of stuff, you know, because you never experienced it. Yeah. So that definitely affects your maturity. Well, not only that, but a lot of, um, I keep going back to Skylar, but he's the only, you know, kid, mm. kid that I know. But Me too. He's the only teenager <laughs> I know. Right. A lot of his friends are virtual friends. You know, he mm-hmm. plays those games. And so he's got, he's got kids from who knows where that he talks to. But that means that when he's not online, he doesn't have a lot of regular friends. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously he goes to school with people and he's got acquaintances and stuff. But, yeah, I think most of his best friends are people that he's never met before. <laughs> I mean, I honestly think that that's becoming very common. Yeah. And it all it all this ties into how this affects us as women, because yeah. the more that they're exposed to and the more that they have to deal with, the more that is now on our plate yeah. to either fix or monitor or whatever it may be something it it always falls on our plate for sure yeah i mean and again it's a balance because at 15 you're trying to teach them to be independent and to make good decisions on their own but then you also have to step in some and it's like where's that line exactly you know i don't like him having internet friends but i can't take away his friends right (laughs) you know and i'm like but then again i have internet friends i have people i've only known through the internet i've Mm -hmm. never met them in real life and they're fine so you know why are these kids not fine and you know it's 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 a lot. I mean, it's again, you're constantly thinking and you're constantly comparing and you're constantly trying to figure out what the right move is. And I don't, I just really don't think that there is a no. right move. I agree. And all this is it falls under again the higher expectations. Just like you're saying is we're constantly thinking and constantly worrying and constantly um, feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. Did past generations feel like that? I'm sure to some degree. Yeah, but. The comparison between the generation before us and especially the generation before that, to me, there's no comparison. No, none at all. I mean, I know that I did things to worry my mom growing up, but to me, they were, there was, there was no hiding things. You know, I didn't have a phone where I could hide stuff. I didn't have a computer where I could hide stuff. You know, I was either at home with friends or at uh, another friend's house Mm -hmm. and who my mom knew. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't because when we were growing up, my mom did know all the other parents. I yeah. Know, I know some of Skylar's friends' parents, but not all of them. And that is, you know, I mean, that really just comes full circle to girl yeah. same because that's the whole idea of not having that village. Yeah. Right. Because your mom, you they, you know, even if they weren't best friends, your mom knew the neighbors. Your mom yeah. could say, hey, can you make sure that so-and-so can get in? My daughter can get in. Keep, keep an eye on. I'm going to be like right. an hour late. That's not a thing anymore. I'm no. sure there's pockets of it. And if you have that, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. I love that for you and i wish that more people had that but i just feel like it's just not that common no Mm-mm. i mean okay so you know your neighbors don't you yeah you know that one and you know the one across the road yeah i know my neighbors um i know them mm-hmm. i like them i and like they, them they think that i don't have a problem with my neighbors you know yeah uh it's just not that neighborhood kind of like community that it's not it used to be. growing up um growing up as a kid i remember the lady that lived in front of us super well i mean we would just walk in her house right. and eat her sugar cubes she used to keep yeah. sugar cubes for and that's another difference with today's world right i mean but that and that is a huge difference if skylar yeah. i mean i have to check the clock and i'm like it's after seven o'clock honey i don't want you to go knock on their door yeah when i'm busting up in this lady's house Every time, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter what time of day it is just to go in our kitchen and get food. And, yeah. You know. And that's how it was. I mean, we had friends who lived down the street when I was really little and they were just in and out of our house and I was yeah. in and out of their house and it wasn't so formal as it is now. Yeah. And if you think about like, you know, I mean, I wonder when I, when we say all this, I hope that you're hearing it and you're understanding how that ties back in to higher expectations, because yeah. if you don't have the neighbor that your kids just going over there for five minutes for an hour for whatever it is well they're with you (laughs) they're with you and they have needs and they uh have requests and thoughts and comments and all that kind of stuff and then you just you just get to enjoy all of that every minute and they have more needs than we had growing up because they have less outlets than we had exactly that really sucks exactly (laughs) because i tell skylar i'm like if you're bored go play oh i don't have any friends this is, this is, I mean, 
we won't get into this because honestly I could, I could go on about yeah. this forever, but that is, it's so huge. Yeah. It is so huge. Like the kids are always upper butts because there's nowhere else to go. And exactly. I always want to say that. I always want to be like, well, go, you can't go anywhere. That's the thing. <laughs> that is the thing. Cause I would love to tell Skylar, well, go out and just try and make some friends. Yeah. But I did that when we first moved into the neighborhood and I saw him walking the neighborhood with an older lady. You told apparently me. he just knocked on her door and asked <laughs> if she had any kids in the home. <laughs> and he was, she said, no, but I'm going on a walk. If you want to join me, it's like, Jesus what the it's not what i meant <laughs> but could you imagine that back when we were younger knocking on a door to see if there were kids there i feel like that's kind of normal yeah i feel like now doing it i need to apologize a thousand times and thank her for not being a creep and killing right. my kid and i don't know if my mom felt the same way or not but i kind of feel like not because she allowed me to continue doing it it I saw Skylar do it normal. one time and I said, don't you ever <laughs> knock on the door of a person you don't know. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's like, you know, Ellie asked uh, if she can go around the neighborhood and she wanted, she was doing something like, uh, I don't know, it was just pretend it was just for fun. She wanted yeah. to ask them questions or something. And I'm like, go to the neighbor's house. <laughs> That's no, 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 ma'am. Well, and it's the same with like the fundraising and stuff. You know, back when I was younger, we can just go wherever and fundraise. Not anymore. I, no. And even when we tried, the people are so cruel. Yeah. With the ring doorbells, there was one guy, he pushed it and he said, get off, get off my, get off my porch. <laughs> I was like, this is a, this is a 12 year old, sir. You don't see this child. <laughs> I like, do. Nobody... And I want him off my porch. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> That's we're, pretty funny. We're leaving. <laughs> No, so no candy bar then, or <laughs> so did you want the the nuts or crispies? No. Okay, all right. Well, I wanted to really talk about this because if you ever feel like you know, how did my mom do this, or my mom was so much better at this, I personally don't have those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> mom wasn't great, Brittany. <laughs> not i don't really personally um have any of those questions but <laughs> i'm sure someone out there did have a really great you know mom role model and maybe they're wondering like how was she able to do it where i'm struggling <laughs> can't really like can you Brittany? <laughs> can't relate can't relate <laughs> no <laughs> poor Brittany. poor Brittany. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I want to talk about because if you are having those questions or if you feel just overwhelmed, you know, just by like life or motherhood, I want you to recognize all that you have on your plate. It is a lot. Yeah. And I like to use this podcast to list those things because I want you to hear it. I want you to hear how many things you are accomplishing yeah. and to acknowledge it. So all of those tasks, the big ones, the tiny ones, it doesn't matter. If you have to remember it, if you have to worry or stress or give time to it, it counts and it adds up. Absolutely. All right. That is it for Girls Night. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We are back next week with a new mini. We have another Halloween drink we're going to try and share with you guys. Uh, and of course, plenty of fails. If you are not ready for Girls Night to be over, come join us behind the paywall where we continue the conversation on higher expectations, specifically different parenting styles. Mm -hmm. Make sure to find us at Girl Same the Podcast on all the socials. We love hearing from you guys. And never forget, nobody really has their shit together as much as you think. Come hang out with us every Monday. Bye. Bye. Girl. 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 Girl Same.